Ohanga. My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking with Lessa. All right, Lessa, let's start off with just describing what kind of art you do. Thanks for interviewing me, Maggie. I'm really excited to be joining the Ohanga family. Um, I take, I love beach combing. And so I started this very large collection of rocks and driftwood and sea glass, and I started piecing it together. And so my art is very mixed media with found objects, um, beach objects, to be clear. <laughs> great, great. All right. Now, take me back as early as you can. Tell me about, you know, your childhood. Were you creative? Can you see hints of your future, you know, pursuit of art way back then? I didn't really take to art until my last year of high school. Okay. And that was when I discovered a love of architecture. And so I actually then wound up going to school to study architecture at okay. Savannah College of Art and Design. Uh, I did a year in the architecture program and decided that that was actually not for me. I then dabbled in historic preservation and then eventually landed in photography. And so I really came into art during my college years. That was when I discovered a love of just working with my hands and being in a dark room. After college, the photography world really changed from a, a wet hands-on medium to a digital medium. And I was kind of caught in that in-between. Okay. And I wound up moving to Colorado and just dabbling in a bunch of different jobs. Um, and so I really left art behind at, at that point. Uh, and then it wasn't until I moved to Rhode Island that I really started picking it up again. Okay, so where were you born? I was born uh, in Maryland. Okay, so still on the East Coast. Still on the East Coast. Yeah, I, right. I was born in Maryland. I went to college in Savannah, Georgia. I moved to Colorado, then I moved to upstate New York, and now I am here in Rhode Island, and I hope to never leave. <laughs> we hear that a lot. <laughs> so if you didn't really discover art until the last year of high school, what interested you when you were younger? Well, I was very into math and science, and wow. so that's really what I, for the longest time, thought I was going to do when I grew up. Uh, my dad worked for NASA, and so there was just a lot of that in our life. And science fair, I did a lot of science fair. Okay. And so that's really what I thought. And it, again, it wasn't until that last year of high school that I really did a, a complete turnaround. So what happened in high school? Is there any event or were you exposed to anything that changed your mind? Um <clears throat> Part of it was I, I wound up taking an art history course. And within that art history and studying about, uh, especially the architectural, the architectural piece, I was just really inspired by that. Okay, gotcha. And is there any other member of your family that maybe is a little more creative? Uh, no, no, it, it's me, definitely. It was really just family. you. Yep. my. Okay. My mom, my sister, my dad, they, um, they're, they're handy, but not creative. Okay, gotcha. So then you went to college for architecture, decided that wasn't for you. So did you eventually major in photography? 
I did. I, I studied photography. I loved it. And uh, I still pursue photography for my own. I have a gazillion pictures of my kids and even more pictures of the beach and all of the details on the beach. So, but that became more for myself uh, than something I was interested in pursuing as a career. Okay. So when you graduated, you moved to Colorado, you said you worked a bunch of jobs. What kind of jobs were you working? Was it still trying to be creative? No, I wound up moving to Colorado and working for Vale Ski Resorts. So I lived in the mountains wow. where I think my initial thought when I moved there was I'm going to take pictures of the mountains and sell them like in okay. Gallup. Mm -hmm. And that just didn't happen. And I found jobs that I enjoyed. And so I went from working at the ski resort to working. I, this is, I really have a, this very weird eclectic set of jobs. So it's, it really bounces around. I went from there to working for a court and I was a clerk for a judge. I always said, these jobs are what pay for my photography hobby and yeah. travel because then I like to travel and I would take trips to Europe and uh, I, again I always had my camera with me so I was like building this stock of photos to eventually sell I, I wasn't sure maybe farmers markets or art markets but again I just got into this job and then I met my husband well, he was my husband. We started dating. And six months after we met, he said, I'm moving to Atlanta. Do you want to move with me? Wow. And so I wound up following him. And I've had sort of that trailing wife um, job career. Career. So I followed him and I found a job working for Turner Broadcasting, which was a really fun job. And then we moved to upstate New York, where I got into construction management for a little while. And then I worked at a university as a graduate student advisor. That was my favorite job ever. Um, oh. And then we moved here and I, I've taken some time off of working. And I, that's when I discovered that I really love art and I want to try and make a go of it. And my husband was very supportive and uh, has encouraged me to He's standing right over there, so um, <laughs> lovely to, to pursue this. So, okay. So, before getting to Rhode Island, when you were, you know, moving all over the U.S., were you still trying to make something out of your photography? Not really. I'm sorry, it's not exciting, but no, oh, I, really don't. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 at that point, I really wound up doing it for myself. And I would always go to art markets and think, oh, I could do that. I, I, I could do that. I don't know why I don't do that. I just, I didn't. And it wasn't actually until I met Kate at a market here that I always said, oh, I've always thought about doing this. I, and that was when she looks at me, she goes, well, if you want to do it, you'll do it. And she really, she's like, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know what stopped me. I don't know why I didn't, I think just life and all the, the other things got in the way of that. Yeah, yeah. So. so tell me a little bit more about how you got into the art you do now, because you said you realized you were a beachcomber and I love that term. I've never heard it before, but I understand exactly what you mean. How oh, did that get started? 
so when we moved here, obviously the beach is a, a huge draw to us. And so I would take the kids down to the beach and we would just walk along the shores and they would pick up interesting things. And I found myself not being able to not look at all the beautiful rocks and shells. And, and so the kids and I would have buckets full of these beautiful objects that we'd come home with. And eventually I, I started looking at the, in particular, the flat dark rocks as more than just a rock. I, I started thinking, well, that kind of looks like a head and this could be a body and this kind of looks like an arm. And, you know, there are other artists, I'm sure I, I had seen them in gift shops in various places. And so I put together my own little family uh, and of rock people. I still have it in all these years. That's what I think. That's where it started was that very first family. Oh. And so I put it together and I, I, I had made it just for myself. It kind of ended there. And then that Christmas, I, I do always try to make gifts for Christmas. And so I knew that I was traveling back to Maryland for Christmas. And so we have a, a large it's not, it's not our family. It's more like family friends that we always get together with. And so, you know, there's 20, oh. 25 of us and we'd all started having kids. And so I made each family a family and gave wow. those as gifts. And after that, they were all, these are amazing. How can I get more? Are you going to start selling these? And it was shortly after that, that I I really, I sat and thought about it. And, and so I gave it a go. I made, I don't know, 20, 25. I found some other ideas that I liked. Uh, and I made those. And then I, I, so I went to my first artist's market and I actually sold stuff. And I, that must have been awesome. I've been kind of hooked ever since. So it's been about two years that I've been selling art. So I sold that whole first summer. So it was 2019 and then obviously COVID happened. And so it's been a weird year because of COVID, yeah. which actually encouraged me to be more active on Instagram. And I have found Instagram to be quite a powerful tool. And um, I often will post something on Instagram and then somebody will contact me and be like, can you make another one of those? Or have you ever thought about making an anchor? For example, somebody yeah. custom ordered an anchor. And so I get a lot of ideas from customers actually. Okay. Interesting. So what inspires, besides, I guess, when customers ask you for commissioned work, what inspires the layout and the images that you create with the things you gather on the beach? Well, a lot of it comes from the actual shape of the rock. And so okay. I'll put a rock up and I will think, well, that looks like a whale or this is shaped like a bird, or I could imagine this turning into a star. I love the little tiny white rocks that I find on Moonstone Beach. Mm -hmm. and those then prompted me to create watercolor night skies and put the little tiny white rocks in the background of that so oh I remember you showing us that that one was beautiful yeah a lot of my inspiration comes from the items themselves okay. and so 
and I've just recently, more recently started adding shells into the mix. I wasn't, I didn't really pick those up as much, but now shells are, are coming in a little bit more. And, um, and I, I often, so it's, it's, it's the shapes of stones. And then if I have an idea, oh, a heart, I imagine all of these different, I have a whole idea of hearts. So I have the wampum heart, but there's all these red objects. And so now I find myself trying to collect red objects. So red seashells and red hearts, and not that there's much red sea glass, but you know, red sea glass, anything red, I pick up from the beach and I think I'm going to make a red heart. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to do the whole rainbow. So red, orange, yellow. And so now I'm not just picking up my bodies, but I'm, I'm looking for color themes uh, to kind of go to expand. I, I have a million ideas and so little time to finish all of them. But. Yeah, I'm sure. So it seems like your inspiration starts from the object you find rather than forcing the objects into something you've already imagined. It, for the most part, yes. They, part, right. Um, you know, the anchor was a new, it, it actually forced me to think very creatively because you don't come across anchors. Right, right, right. But it it actually allowed me to use some of the more unusual shapes that I find in a new way. So uh, sometimes I'll find triangles and those make great ends for the anchors. Mm-hmm. So I always pick them up and I think, oh, well, these could be mountains or little girls' dresses. So I really enjoyed that challenge of trying to figure out how to put the rocks together. So I've got some more ideas for how to incorporate just some more fun rock finds that I that don't necessarily have a shape, but I like them. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. So I know you mentioned your husband being very supportive. So is there one person in particular that has really influenced your pursuit of art of your business now? Well, um, it would be my husband for sure. He's very supportive. He, I run ideas past him. In fact, he helps me come up with ideas. Um, you know, I made the Rhode Island. He goes, ah, it needs a little something maybe <laughs> right there. And so he helps me come up with the ideas. I bounce a lot of ideas off him and he, um, he's very helpful. Um, my mom was very, is very supportive and she, you know, in a way she goes to, she shares all of my stuff on her Facebook page and goes, this is what my daughter is up to and shares my uh, website say, you know, this is what my daughter, so she's very, obviously very proud. Uh, And um, I mean, those are the people that really pushed me into, you know, pursuing the business, trying. I mean, I I was very nervous. I, I, I just was unsure. Well, was anybody going to buy my art? Is anybody going to like it? What if, you know, what if I go to this art show and nobody buys a single thing? And so it was definitely daunting, overwhelming too. And I'm, I am a very kind of shy. And so it's hard for me to put myself out there. Even doing something like this is makes me nervous. Um, But there's something about being in an art market where I, I can lose myself in that one conversation with that one person and I, everybody else kind of goes away and I'm just talking to that one person. And I really do like that. Okay. Gotcha. So you've, you've liked your engagement with the local art community. Yes. The one-on-one and meeting the other artists and just, I love the community that is there that exists 
between them. And I, I love the post market. So what'd you think? How'd you do? Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite? I, I, I really enjoy chatting with all of them. So, and then meeting the customers themselves and learning about where they're from, what, uh, about their families. I love it when they tell me all about their dogs, you know, I, or their animals, or I, I just like hearing about people. I'm definitely, I ask a lot of questions because I like to listen. Okay, cool. I hope we could go back to that, you know, in-person markets all the time. Me too. Yeah. So any particular difficulties you faced in these last couple of years with your art business? From my perspective, I've, I've been successful. When I go to a market, I typically sell stuff. I think I've learned that there are certain types of markets that are not for me. So I think that figuring out, that's a challenge. It's figuring out where I fit. Um, and, and so, you know, a rural market in the middle of October may not be the right place for me as opposed to the middle of South Kingstown on a busy, uh, tourist weekend. Okay. So kind of figuring at that out. And then I think finding the time to just do everything that I want to do. I, I mean, there's just so much I want to do and only so many hours in the day. So. Yeah. Chris. And how have you fared through COVID? I've actually done remarkably well through COVID. I, I was expecting, I actually was not able to be very creative for the first few months of COVID. Mm-hmm. I just had a, a full stop shutdown on every, all of my plans. And a, a lot of that was the kids were home. I, yeah. I can't, I just can't, they, they needed my full attention for virtual school. And so but once we kind of got back into to a better routine, I was able to start really working again at nights once they went to bed. And I had this amazing opportunity in Block Island last year, which it was the only thing I did last summer. But then when I was there, the woman who was running it, she would text me all the time. You're running low. People are buying your stuff. I, I, I could barely keep it in stock. I would work until midnight every night last summer trying to just wow. keep with everything out there. So that was extremely successful. And how did you get into contact with this opportunity? Did you know the the owner? No, uh, it was another artist friend who told me about the opportunity. And so they, this is, I think, another remarkable piece about knowing these artists is they all try, oh, you know, they, 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 they want to include their, all of their artist friends. And yeah. so I feel very, very lucky and fortunate to be, have been involved in Block Island. So after Block Island was over, I, I was involved with this um, Fayweather Craft House, which is uh, it's like a, an art guild local to South Kingstown. I, I love it there. It's, I, I did a market with them outside in October and I did really well. And from that point on, I basically from October until December, I had customs. So people who had found me on Black Island or had found me on Instagram, 
reached out and said, can you make this for me? And so I really worked straight through August through December on a lot of custom orders. Awesome. That's great. I don't know. I, I, that really made up for markets. I don't know if that was unique because people couldn't find markets or couldn't find local art, or they were really going above and beyond to reach out for local art. Some of the local Facebook pages, we have one called Good in the Hood here in South Kingstown. And so they went through and uh, advertised a bunch of um, artists or spotlighted a bunch of local artists, including me. Uh, And so I think, you know, that opens that opened up some opportunities as well. So I think the communities really did a great job looking to support local independent artists and local businesses. There was, a, a, I don't know about where you live, but here for sure, you know, shop local was huge Mm -hmm. last fall and last Christmas season. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's great to hear that because that's exactly the kind of spirit that Ohanga is trying to nurture. So we know it's already there. We just want to make it even easier for people to get that. So I'm really glad that worked out for you. I mean, that seems like an amazing experience. And I'm sure it's a trend that is not going to die down any soon. I think it's something that people are really looking for right now. I think it makes a difference when you can meet your artist and or somebody will say, I have this special rock. Can you do something with this special rock? And I can get the history and try and really honor what they're looking for so I I really enjoy that aspect too in fact I have some rocks to do for somebody who's getting married this year so they're like these came from the beach that I was that we got engaged on and so so I so it'll be fun to try and figure out what to do with that and you know everybody has a piece of sea glass or a favorite rock and and so if I can bring some life to it, I, yeah. it brings me joy. Absolutely. All right. And where do you do your work? Do you have, you know, space in your house? I do. Um, I started on the floor of my spare bedroom. <laughs> it really was just like a part-time gig and I'd shove it under the bed. I am still in that spare bedroom, but I'm finally up on a desk. Oh, nice. <laughs> finally gave myself a desk and, um, the kids have actually just offered to give me half of their playroom so that I can have a real studio. So they're in the process of cleaning up their toys and donating them and making space for me so that That's I will so have sweet. like a real workspace that yeah. I don't, you know, I don't have to clean out every time we have guests. Not that we've had guests in a year, but now <laughs> we will start having guests again. So yeah. I'm, I'm in the process. And obviously my my first office is the beach. That's where I started. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. What is the ultimate goal for your art and what do you want it to be or mean either to yourself or to your audience? My ultimate goal really is to make people happy. I've always enjoyed being of service to people. Most of my jobs since college have been in the service industry. I worked at the front desk of a hotel. I was a clerk for a judge where I really worked um, as the front person for the office. So I would, again, be the people person. So it's funny, I'm shy, but I do like people. I like 
helping people. I, mm-hmm. I, I really like making people smile or helping them fix a problem or problem solve through something. And, and so it really comes down to helping people be happy. And it, especially with these custom orders, I thoroughly enjoy helping their vision come to life. I had a recent order um, for a father-in-law. She wanted a camper. So he loves camping in his camper. And so I, I just enjoy working with her. I create a couple of things and I go back to her and I say, what do you think? And it's that helping their vision, helping bring their vision come to life. Yeah. Um, along with my own. I mean, obviously I enjoy, I just enjoy working with my hands and then finding uh, hope, uh, seeing that my art brings somebody else joy or happiness or, oh, this is my family perfectly. It has my dog, right? And I, I like them just looking through all the pictures and oh, hey, hey, so-and-so come over here. Look at, this is your family. It's the the two of you and your two dogs. And so I like seeing people's reactions. So that's really my ultimate goal is to see other people with joy. Okay, great. All right. Is there anything else that you think is important for, you know, an audience to know about you or your story or your art? I guess my audience often is somebody who is looking to remember either they're they're people who are vacationing in Rhode Island and want to take a piece of Rhode Island back with them or people who live in Rhode Island and love Rhode Island and want to have a small piece of that in their home. Uh, We all have I don't know about everybody. Maybe it's just beachcombers, but we all have that giant glass of rocks or sea glass or sand sitting somewhere in the house. But this art really allows those pieces to come alive in a way that's not just sitting, it's not just beachcombed items sitting in a jar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. 